Hello, you are listening to the Omnitalk Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with the A&M Consumer and Retail Group, Firework, SPS Commerce, and Sezzle. Let's go to headline number five, Chris. Uber is now doing car sharing. Yes. According to Motor Incorporated, shout out, I think that might be the first time we have had a Motor Incorporated. First and last, I'm guessing, Ann. Maybe uh, not. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Know, maybe EV, not Motor EV's big. We could you see. You found this article. Where are you scanning Motor Incorporated, by I'm not. Way? I'm not scanning Motor Incorporated. Okay. This I heard on another your, business podcast. It's not in podcast. your regular routine no, to no, look no, up no, no, Motor no. Incorporated? Okay. Not yet. It but came your way through maybe, like a service? Maybe. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, okay. So Uber announced it will soon bring its car sharing service to North America after having offered it for a few months in Australia. It's going to be offered alongside the company's existing ride-hailing and food delivery services, Uber Car Share is what it's called. It will allow owners to rent out their vehicles when they don't need them. Uh, from the user's point of view, the Uber app will allow them to view available vehicles in their area, select one that fits their needs, and budget. Uh, pickup and drop-off will then be arranged with the car's owner, which means that unlike traditional rental cars, users will likely not be able to take a car to a different city and leave it there. At least let's hope not. Let's, fingers <laughs> crossed, man. That would not be good. Uh, Uber CarShare will be, not become available across the continent all at once, with the company targeting Toronto and Boston as the two starting points for this service in North America. Mm. Chris, yes, are Ian. you into the Uber car sharing idea? What do you think about it? Oh, man, and it's unique. You know, I think it's okay. an interesting idea. Uh, the news cycle's been slow, and I think, recently. Because, you know, honest, I'm trying to find the bridge here for omni-channel retailing, but I'm going to do it. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm okay. going to make the effort here. Uh, I think it's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Boston is a unique starting point to me. I mean, I remember one of the first – you brought up business school before. Uh, one of the first business school cases I ever read was on Zipcar, okay. which was a car-sharing company yep. that started in Boston. Yep. And it's a tough, tough business model to make work. Um, and so, you know, again, to me, so, you know, with that aside, the question is, what does it mean for commerce and retail? So mm-hmm. I think the cool thing about this idea is that if it takes hold, mm-hmm. it means more people have access to cars. Yes. More people have access to cars more cheaply, mm-hmm. which means more people have disposable income, which means more people can get to places to shop and then spend more. So yes. for that reason, I like it. I tied it together. Woo! Well, I think, think the, I think the difference between Zipcar and Uber CarShare, though, is that Zipcar were, were cars that were owned like by Zipcar. By Zipcar. Yes. So that's the you're removing yeah, that right. major point right. of capital investment right. here. You are, you know, you're leveraging right. what people have that's sitting in their driveways, yeah. which is sitting in their driveway a Seems good like ma- or at work. There, it's a good portion of the time. We've already seen companies do this well, like Turo. Yep. But I think the difference here with Turo is that that's a different app. That's a new customer. You have yep. to get on the app. And I think this move is brilliant for Uber. I think it's going, I do think there's some omni-channel tie-ins because I think about how much Uber has increased investment in their delivery, yep. in their Uber Eats platform, they're in the ride-hailing platform. And you have people now already going to that app. I looked up, they have 130 million people have used Uber in the last month in the U.S. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Right, that's so it's it's something that we're used to going to and now we'll see car sharing as another option i think there's huge benefits when you start to look at corporate like visits too like instead of going you know we see so many people at the airport waiting for their ubers last night if you could just go into the parking lot and get a car right now instead of waiting for that uber for 10 minutes like there's applications there but finally i think that the other application here that we aren't talking about is how uber as a as an uber driver 
you are all you also have access to this. Right. So That's not only thinking, can you yes. use this as a driver when you can, the hours that you can work, yeah. but it's basically now allowing you as an Uber driver to monetize your car while you're not driving. Yeah. And so it's like what we've seen, you know, with DoorDash and Uber trying to make these cars be on the road, doing things as much be as efficient as possible, yeah. going as much as they can. Now you get full utilization of that vehicle for multiple drivers like you you have always on there's no friction now yeah, yeah. for the uber driver the other part of this too and that you made me think about and then we can close it up is like this is going to make the labor shortage more more challenging for retailers yeah because now i can potentially be a gig delivery driver without even owning my own car exactly and that's crazy yeah. so that's going to make the workforce even more flexible and, and more, it's all in one app like wow yeah. yeah that's big time so yeah retailers actually Pay attention to this because you could be working a lot harder to find that employee to stock your shelves 